to The Sip List, a brand new podcast where my guests and I drink wine and list our top five favorites of all the things. My name's Amanda, and today I am joined by my cousin-in-law, Matthew. Hey, hi, Matthew. Hello. How are you today? Doing pretty well. How about you? I'm good. It's Friday, and I've had a couple of glasses of wine, so I'm ready to go. Got my glass right there with you. I'm excited. Um, so what are you drinking? Uh, it's uh, Australian wine. It's called Yellowtail Sweet Red Rue. Nice. What's that like? It's not as dry as I'd like, but <laughs> it's it's okay. <laughs> you can't really go wrong with Yellowtail. <laughs> <laughs> Yellowtail is very economical and yet tasty, although Sweet Reds aren't my jam, but Yellowtail is still pretty solid. Yeah, if I want to go with... Uh... Usually when I do sweet, I'll do like a a blush or a white. Yeah, same. I don't really do sweet anymore unless it's champagne. Okay. I've gone over to the dark, dry side. That's where I stay. (laughs) I am drinking a wine called 19 Crimes, which is very cool. If nobody's ever had it, I suggest going to get it. I am not in any way sponsored by these people yet, but maybe with time they'll... They'll throw some money my way. So they have a bunch of different kinds, but the brand is all about these British criminals that were, instead of being sentenced to death, they were sent to live in Australia. And then they basically formed their own country. So the the wines are based off of the crimes they committed. So there's 19 different crimes. And when you get the bottles, they have a picture of one of the people on it and you can download an app and take a picture um if you hold your phone up to it and it plays a little video with the bottle in the background telling you about that bottle so it's really cool it's very cool like i recommend it just for the the interactive experience the one i have is a red blend that was aged in rum barrels so it's got just like that tastes pretty good Yes. I I've been kind of into that lately the um the wines that they're and they're all coming out with them now that have been aged in rum barrels or um um whiskey barrels. The whiskey ones tend to be a little stronger than the rum, but I like this one. It's called The Uprising and it's it's very smooth and um yeah, I really like it. It's got a little bit of a mocha flavor, a little bit of a spicy flavor, um but it's really smooth at the end. So, I've enjoyed almost the entire bottle tonight <laughs> wow you're ready to go then <laughs> i am ready i'm i'm on my final heavy pour it's been a day i'm just gonna tell you so i'm ready so All what right. we are going to talk about tonight is um, in light of october and halloween our top five favorite horror villains so we have not discussed this with each other yet and how long how long would you say we've been we've been kind of close friends now maybe close to a year 
little less? I'd say that. I know um, your cousin, my wife, introduced us. Yeah, yeah. I'd say probably about that. We just hit it off with wine movies and a lot of other things. <laughs> yes, we are, we are definitely kindred spirits, that is for sure. We, we have a lot in common, but horror movies is one of the things we actually don't talk about very much and is definitely more my genre than yours. So I'm interested to see what you came up with. And I just nitpick a lot at <laughs> horror. <laughs> I think you nitpick a lot at everything, but uh. <laughs> I mean, can we get into the Karate Kid discussion? Not tonight, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> so what I would like to do before we start is based on how we know each other and um, what each other's preferences are, how many of the five do you think we'll have in common? I'm going to, I'm going to say two. Okay. I think we're only going to have, as far as looking my list, two. I feel the same. I think two, I think, and I may <laughs> even know which two, but I don't want to say yet. Hmm. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, two is going to be about right. <laughs> Especially since we haven't discussed really any of the movies on my list with each other. So so I'm interested to see how this goes. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into this. And just to give everybody a warning, there will be spoilers. We're not going to edit this so that you don't know what happens. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen and go watch it. Okay, so Matthew, what's your number five? So my number five is Mr. Boogie or a.k.a. Boogle. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's B-U-G-H-U-U-L. It's um the antagonist or villain from Sinister. Nice, nice. I've seen that, but it's been a while, so you might have to refresh my memory about him. What, what makes him so scary? He's just so... When a family moves into this house... They cannot move out of it unless they get killed by this entity. And when a family moves into this house and they watch the films that are in the house of past people or past families that lived into the house, they automatically kind of get trapped into that house as soon as they see Mr. Boogie or Bugle. Okay. Like I said, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they are unable to move out. Or it kills them in a sinister kind of way. Aha, uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that one. Like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. I think because it freaked me out. Like, I don't even know if I finished it. It, it He's... The special effects on the makeup are really good and making him really creepy. But then when you see some of the images like still images or mm. a pause in one of the family films he moves Ooh. so it's just kind of like you know he's watching you he knows kind of thing but it's more of i guess what really triggers it to be the number five for me is how he goes about killing the families he uses a family member to kill their own family. Ooh, that's and good. it's more of, if I recall, it's more of a kid, a oh, child. No. Yeah, and they create the video. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this again because I really, I think I might have blocked it all out because it freaked me out so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. 
Okay. Don't watch the second one though. That's okay. Okay. That goes against the first one. <laughs> well, I'll I'll put that on my list for this weekend, and I'll report back to you. Sounds good. So my number five is. So at first, I was going to go with the entire family on this one, but I decided just to narrow it down to the absolute worst member, Rose Armitage from Get Out. Okay. Um, have you seen Get Out? Yes, I have seen Get Out. Okay. So that whole family is obviously completely fucked up, but I thought <sighs> Rose hit me the hardest because you wanted to root for her. Like, I... I knew that this family had something messed up, that there was something evil about them, but I did not see her being a part of it. Even until the end, I kept thinking, no, Rose, don't do it to us. Don't do it to us. And then she just flips that switch and goes from sweet, loving, caring girlfriend to cold-blooded, sociopathic monster. And it was just amazing. I did not, I didn't see that coming. And that whole movie is just amazing. It is, and I think that was, like, the twist that got me, was, like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, just not Rose. Please don't let her be part of it. And then you find out she enjoys the hurting these people as much as her psycho brother does. She's got all those pictures of her previous victims, like, at, you know, her little trophy room. Just like, damn, girl. <laughs> um, and That's I, a good number five. Yeah, and I love, I like I said, I was going to go with the whole family, because they're all just... You know, but I really love that movie just because it was definitely a good, you know, obviously in the social environment that we're in um, was a good message. And, you know, to kind of take the take the whole racism thing and put it in a place where people I don't want to say feel comfortable, but like where you don't see it coming. Like these are middle class white liberals that would have voted for Obama a third time and probably shop at Trader Joe's and donate money to Planned Parenthood. Like (laughs) they're not the people that you would have thought that would do this Um, or even, you know, and they kind of try to play like they're not racist, but it's they still kind of are. But that movie was amazing. And yeah. Rose broke my heart, so she's my number five. <laughs> nice. See, when you said family, I immediately thought Adam's family. I was like, oh, <laughs> don't put that on your... <laughs> no, they're not villains. I, I love the Adams family. In my opinion, Gomez and Morticia have the purest love of anything I've ever seen in my life. I love yeah, them. That's, and you heard that they're coming out, or Tim Burton's on for doing a show. Yes, I did with uh, Johnny Depp potentially, and oh, I can't remember the girl's and, name. It was I mean, just with, on Facebook today in one of the groups I'm in. Uh, okay, I was gonna say if it's Tim Burton, I feel like Depp's got to be in there, and <laughs> I feel course. like that's gonna be Gomez. Yeah, yeah. The I'll I'll share it with you later. But there was a picture um, with the two actors, and yeah, I mean, I think they do everything together, and I think Johnny Depp would make a good Gomez, but they are big shoes to fill. So we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Okay. So who do you have for number four? So, so, so far we're zero, zero for zero. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number four is, is Chucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. It's like, yeah. as much as he's like horror, he makes me laugh. Too. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we, we were actually just watching curse of Chucky before we, before I get, got started with you. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. What did you think about that? You know, I actually thought Curse of Chucky was okay. I mean, it's 
cheesy but mildly entertaining. The only ones I don't like were like like Seed of Chucky was just ridiculous. But truth be told, Jennifer Tilly gets in my last damn nerve. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so they were okay, but I thought Curse of Chucky was all right. You know, the original Child's Play is obviously amazing. Um, it's a cheesy horror movie, but if you were a kid when that came out, that movie scared the ever-loving shit out of you. Yeah, yep. So. And it's just a different... So you know me, I nitpick and look for originality in horror movies, and just in general with Chucky, yes, there's, like, possessed dolls and stuff, but this is actually, like, a possessed has its own conscious and everything because I can't think of his name lives inside Chucky. Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but I do. There you go. But it's just, it's a different concept. Yeah. You don't get a lot of possessed dolls with uh, zingy one-liners and, and curse words. So You don't. It's more of, oh, there's Annabelle. Oop, that's. <laughs> I was going to say, Annabelle almost made my list. She was on the long list. Ooh. So, okay. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Chuck, yeah Chucky, Chucky was on my list five. too. So, okay. Cool. Oh, okay. Not, not on the final five, but he was on the other, the long list. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Well, I, I swapped him out actually for my number four, oh. who was along the same lines, um, Freddy Krueger. Okay. So, you know. So, I will say we have one. But I'm not going to tell you where he is on Yay! my list. Yay! <laughs> All right. So that's good. We got one. Yeah, I mean, kind of same as with Chucky with, it's you know, he, he's scary, but I also love him because he's just so funny. He's just got these one-liners. Like, you know, prior to him, you've got Michael Myers and Jason, and, and they don't talk. So, yeah, they're scary, but they're not entertaining. Freddy is yeah. entertaining AF. <laughs> not to mention he's terrifying. I mean... Somebody that can kill you while you're sleeping in your nightmares is beyond terrifying because you can't escape it. You have to sleep. So yeah. I, I thought that was a good concept and Wes Craven's a freaking genius anyway. So and the knife fingers and the burnt face, just everything about Freddy is, you know, he's an icon. Um, not the remake though. The remake was too oh realistic. Oh gosh. It was ew, it was so awful. Like it, I like thought, I get it's a burnt face, but that's like <laughs> I didn't like it for all the special effects we have nowadays. That's what they went with. The eighties did it better. I'm just saying. Yeah, they did. Okay, well, it, uh, what's your number three? Is it Freddy? No. Okay. <laughs> My number three is Ghostface, but yes. Ghostface in how I don't want you to get mad. <laughs> Ghostface in Scream Four. What? Yes. Oh, okay. You mean because of who it is? Because it's two of them, yes. Okay. Well, it's two of them and all of them except the third one. True, but I guess four was the least... I think the reason why Ghostface and Scream 4 was the... For me, the best Ghostface was just... It was the least obvious. Like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I agree. I didn't either. Um I mean, I saw the boy, Charlie. I kind of saw him being part of it, but I did not see uh, Jill being part of it. Emma that. Roberts, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was a good twist, too, because, you know, all all she wants is to be famous. Like, you know, she just wants to be as famous as her cousin, and, God, the links to go to. That was, yeah. that was crazy. And that's, 
I mean, that movie to me was like one of my favorite screams just because of the length that she went to to try to become the victim. Right. But dad was like, don't get mad at me, but Scream 4 for Ghostface. <laughs> no, I mean, I like Scream 4. Um, it's it, not I the would... original, I know. It's not the original, and actually, if I had to pick my favorite killer out of the Scream franchise, it would be Scream 3. Because I oh, okay. really, I loved that family tie into it. That, you know, she's got this long-lost brother, and he's just pissed off because he got deserted, and... You know, I I could almost feel sorry for him. The other ones I didn't, but <laughs> I, I, gotcha. I I could almost understand his rage. So, good one, good one. Yeah, Ghostface was another one I had to had to strike off the list. But <laughs> darn, okay. Well, I know. that wasn't one I guessed on. Okay, okay. So my number three is Norman Bates from Psycho. Oh, okay, and I. The reason that I chose him, I mean, besides the fact that Psycho is iconic and Norman Bates is iconic, um, and in fact, he ranked second on AFI's 100 Greatest Heroes and Villains list. Um, oh, I did not know that. Hannibal Lecter was number one, and Darth Vader was number three, so he landed just in the middle. Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one could argue that Darth Vader is probably more evil than Hannibal Lecter, but who knows? Yeah, guys trying to take over a galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I love this guy because he's crazy and he doesn't even know it. He has this split yeah. personality and he has no clue. Not to mention he's handsome, he's charming, he's vulnerable. You like him. Like you're attracted to him and not even like I don't mean that like a sexual way, but you're just attracted to it or maybe, but you just like to be around him like he seems like a guy you would want to you know get to know better and almost kind of want to take care of in a sense because of how he's treated by his mother so you don't you don't really see that whole split personality thing coming at least i didn't kind of so, reminds me of carrie with her mom yeah just that that yeah. abuse and stuff and it's like and it's funny because you can see in certain parts of the movie when he's talking to people that you can almost see like that uh, kind of evil side of him come out, but then it kind of goes back away. So it's like, is that almost like the mother trying to come out? But it's just funny because he's the killer and then he's cleaning up his own messes because he doesn't know he's the killer. Um, yeah. So I like Norman. I like Psycho. You know, it broke so many just you know men and men and women weren't seen in bed together like that before that movie um it was the first time a toilet was ever flushed on screen um and then you know kind of like not portraying him as a crossdresser but basically implying that he's a crossdresser that was very you know new for that time so i just i don't know i love that movie and and i love norman even though he's psychotic <laughs> so on the track of norman what about Patrick Bateman? Just throwing out a curveball there just to see what you think. Yeah. Christian Bale. I, I don't, I didn't feel as sorry for him. Okay. I, I feel like he was just crazy. Um, But truth be told, I've only seen that movie like once or twice and it's been a while. It was really good and he's definitely a, a good villain, but I didn't feel, I didn't empathize with him. You know, Norman, I, I felt sorry for the guy. Yeah. 
Well, all right. So number two, who do you have? Number two would be Freddy Krueger. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Just because it scares, I mean, if this actually was a real life thing, like you said, you have to sleep. And to not go to sleep, to actually, I mean, people are like, oh, you know, how do you want to go? I want to die in my sleep. But not like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> not like this. Yeah, that is not what you want. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and Freddie could have almost made it higher on my list just because of how terrifying he is. I mean, as someone who has had nightmares and night terrors my entire life, even till today, you know, I, I know what it's like to have nightmares all the time. And it wears you down. It tires you out. And to think that you could actually die like that is, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Terrifying yeah, concept. Exactly. Yes, it is. Plus, his one-liners are just the best. I mean, come on. Um, do you have a favorite one? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, the iconic, you know, the little jingle that's going on is iconic. But Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really say. I don't know. What about you? Um, I think I like part three um, when he kills the girl on the TV set. And he's like... Uh, he says, here it is, your big break in TV. He says, welcome to prime time, bitch, and then shoves her head into the TV. That's so classic. That is. That's good. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Obviously, it's terrible, but <laughs> it's still kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very he clever, was, that Freddy. He, he kind of had that same characteristic that Chucky did, you know, like. Right, exactly. Oh, he's a bad guy or a villain, but he's also comical too yeah like if, if i didn't think he was gonna kill me i'd go have a beer with him yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm just saying if, if he wasn't a child murderer you know i'd hang out with him he's kind of funny um okay so number two for me i have pennywise the dancing clown i mean he's a clown enough said clowns are <laughs> fucking terrifying it's in my top three things that terrify me to my core and one oh, of the okay. reasons is because of, you know, the original It. Tim Curry playing Pennywise, he was terrifying. You know, clowns have always scared me, but Pennywise is, is interesting. And especially if you read the book, even, you know, his, the things that he can do, you know, he can, he can shapeshift, he can manipulate reality, he can turn himself, not just, you know, not just the clown, but into the thing kids fear the most. And he can, you know, get inside your head. And I like that Stephen King, you know, when he when he came up with Pennywise, he basically said, I asked myself, what would scare kids the most in the world? And that's how he came up with a clown. And I thought that was perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, um, Skarsgård, which one is it? There's so many of them. Bill. Is it Bill? Yeah. He he yeah. was a great Pennywise. I I thought the It remakes were very good. Some of the best Stephen King remakes that there have been. I thought they were they were really good. Um, and Losers Club for Life. I'll have to say that. I love them. <laughs> so, yeah. Pennywise, I mean, if you want to scare the crap out of me, that's what you do is just show me a clown. Nice to know. <laughs> okay, number one. I'm interested to see if we're going to have this in common. I'm not going to say, but I, but I almost think we might. So, you go. We're not. Oh. Number one for me is Pennywise. Oh, okay. Okay. 
just i mean exactly what you said um i'm not scared of clowns but the fact that i guess bill skarsgård to me is more terrifying than tim curry tim curry i can see going up to if i didn't know anything but skarsgård with that little lip thing that he does and the way that it looks just mm-hmm. no no but the shape shifting the taking your fear and put it against you because he feeds off of fears just yeah that's that's a pretty big fear (laughs) to anybody well i almost think that i mean to kind of flip the script on what you just said what makes tim curry the more terrifying one is because he is approachable you're right. If you saw him as just a regular clown at a circus, you'd be like, oh, look at that clown. And then all of a sudden he turns into this monster. Like, you know, the new Pennywise, you clearly don't want to go anywhere near that guy because he is scary. That's, I Okay. But yeah, I, 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 I get that. I see what you're saying, too. But, yeah, to me, that's why I was always more scared of Tim Curry. I mean, plus I grew up on that movie. But because mm-hmm. he looks like your regular, everyday, cute clown. And then, oh, yeah. And he's not. He is not. Because <laughs> he reminds, I, I remember as a kid, like Bozo the Clown. Mm-hmm. And didn't scare me or anything. Of course, I didn't see it at that age either. But later on down the line, it's like, man, if I would have seen this before seeing anything like that, mm-hmm. it'd be a totally different concept. <laughs> yeah, between it and Poltergeist. And then even Halloween, just a little bit with the, when he's the clown. Um, do you know the clown scene in Poltergeist that I'm talking about? No, I no. can't think of it. Oh, the kid has this big like stuffed clown in his room, and it, it comes to life and tries to choke him between those movies. And then clowns are just creepy anyway. I mean, whoever came up with that concept, I just feel like they knew what they were doing, and they were just trying to fuck with us. Like, come on. Clowns but... are creepy. <laughs> Did they come out with clowns for kids first, or did they come out with clowns for bull riding first? Couldn't tell you. Because if they came out with bull riding, you're trapped in the bull to get away from the bull rider. That made sense. Yeah. And maybe it started from that with a laughing matter. I don't know. Maybe let's one of go- your let's viewers Google it can real fill quick. us in on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When were clowns invented? Were they invented? <laughs> let's see. <laughs> 1805. Now it's like, was it a comical clown or was it a bull riding clown? It says it's a comical clown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Circus, probably. Um, Joseph Grimaldi performed in a mime style. Um, oh, well, this actually says the most ancient clowns have been found in the 5th dynasty of Egypt around 2400 BC. Um. <laughs> Unlike court jesters, clowns have traditionally served a socio-religious and psychological role. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Is this a clown? Clowns go back a bit. So probably not for so. bull riders. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, this Joseph guy was the first mainstream clown. He was part of a British pantomime type show. So like court jesters and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Cool. So yeah, clowns suck. okay so i have my number one and anybody that knows me and i would even think you should not be surprised by this i am surprised that this did not make your list and i'm thinking maybe we can't be friends anymore what 
maybe it's something I didn't think of. I don't know how you couldn't. I'm just appalled. Are you doing? Uh, okay, let me guess. You get one Are guess. Are you? Um, <laughs> is it? Uh, oh, um, oh, I can't think. Of it. Jack Nicholson, basically. No. Okay. The uh, The Shining. No. Yes. Um, man, breaking my heart here. I'm okay. Sorry. Number one should be number one for everybody. Ooh, okay. Michael Myers. Okay. You you ha- I mean, just going back to the original Halloween. You know, mm-hmm. not counting all the extra the crappy sequels, <laughs> but Michael Myers is one of the most terrifying entities I've ever heard of or seen. And again, part of it may be because I grew up on it and it scared me, but, you know, just the idea of a man who just goes out and stalks and kills people for absolutely no reason is terrifying because it's real. It could be real life. Like no one else on my list. None of that stuff's really happening. I mean, Norman Bates. Yeah, that that could be true. But the rest of it's all fiction. You know, Halloween. Michael Myers, that's something that could happen to anybody. You know, he's just basically this faceless monster that walks around and murders people. Um, And can never die, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) And and I, you know, obviously I could go on about Halloween forever, as everybody knows, so. Yes. But. um, No, I'm not surprised with you. I just, personal, you know, I just, my top five, I, I thought of. Mike Myers and I kind of thought of it's kind of like on the verge of do I want more of a serial killer villain or do I want more of like what would scare me the most if it was real villain right and that's kind of what I want picked with now I know um scream ghostface could yeah. be realistic and stuff but I just more so liked you could have more than one ghost face, which makes it terrifying. But most of the stuff on my list could never happen. But that's why it just, if it could happen, scare right. me. And Obviously, that, serial killers can scare. Yeah. And I think that's why I picked Michael Myers, just because, you know, it it is terrifying. You could just, you know, be getting into your car one day and some rando kills you, like, you know, for no reason at all. I mean, it happens, and and in that time period, you know, as I mentioned in the other podcast I was on, um, it was happening at that time, you know. All the serial killers you had that were just out there doing their thing, and they couldn't be caught, you know, that's pretty terrifying. And uh, Yeah, it is. is. Michael Myers is just the best. He's epic and scary and terrifying. um, It's definitely a good number one. I, I agree. And not many people should be surprised that he was my number one. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have two in common, Freddie and Pennywise. So we were yeah. right. We sure were right <laughs> with the two. I was going to push it to three because of Chucky, but I was like, I don't think mm. she's going to go for that. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, but I again, I kind of lumped him and Freddie together, and I just thought, you know, I mean, yes, doll that comes to life and kills you is every kid's worst nightmare, but so is dying in your nightmare so i went with freddie well let's do a quick honorable mention um because i had one that was really hard for me to not put in my top five so i was wondering if you had the same thing did you have one that that almost just squeaked in but didn't 
I did, and um, there's not a specific name. Okay, it's James McAvoy's character in Split. Uh, he's got okay twenty three personalities. So I mean, they all have different names. That's why it doesn't. He doesn't have right. a particular name. But what's scary with him, and this is where I was like, I don't know if he can be a villain or not, but he does kidnap children and he he has this personality called the beast and he can actually alter his um physical um not i don't want to say like totally physical appearance but alter like his bone structure and stuff so to make him more terrifying and able to physically do more so that was that's why he was an honorable mention for me and of course it was a sequel to no Unbreakable, broken, unbreakable, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. before glass. Okay, but um, no, that's he's James McAvoy does really good for all twenty three personalities with them <laughs> all being different. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, he is. But yeah. it's just that would be scary, not knowing who you're talking to. If you're trying to get yourself out of a situation, just all of a sudden, in a snap, yeah. <laughs> What do they call him in the credits? Do you know? Like, does he have a name in the credits? On IMDb, it says Kevin, Wendell, Crumb, uh, Jay, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's too... I mean, what do people call him? I got I to gotta figure this out. Like, like what do you, what do just, you call him? <laughs> I, I think his... Kevin is his, like, actual main himself. Gotcha. But then these others come into play. But you never really talk to Kevin because the other ones are overtaking him. Well, I haven't seen that movie, so I'll have to check it out. I Unbreakable, I liked it. It was good. I haven't seen Glass. I haven't seen Glass was good. Glass was really good. I guess, like, yeah, I don't know that I would call those horror movies, but but they're definitely See, that's why I didn't know. Yeah. It's like Split is kind of like a horror movie. It seems like it. I don't know. It's either suspense or horror. Yeah. I and mean there's some jump scares and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Well my uh my honorable mention um is and you were actually on the right track with what you thought would be my my number one, but it's not Jack Torrance. It's actually the overlook itself, which a lot of people don't really talk about that much. Um me and another friend, Tim, from uh the Overlook podcast actually, have discussed how the Overlook Hotel itself is its own you know, secondary antagonists, like this malevolent force, um, especially if you read the book, you know, there's a lot of times where you don't really know, is Jack just going crazy? Is this all in his head? Or is the hotel really, you know, haunted or whatever? Okay. But but the hotel does physical things to people. I mean, it's able to create a ghost or a, a being that chokes the little kid. And, oh, there's another... But there are physical examples where the hotel does things and, you know, is definitely in charge of what's happening. So I I look at the whole thing as its own entity that, you know, has an agenda and gets what it wants and is very good at it. So that one was hard for me to leave off. I that that one and uh, Rose, I went back and forth, back and forth about which one. Okay, I think. I think for me, Rose and the shock value and the the betrayal factor—that's for sure—was kind yeah. of what did it for me. So, the Overlook is terrifying as well, and 
there's just so many good ones. I mean, I'm a huge horror fan, so I could go on about it forever. But And I'm sure if give it time, I could probably switch out a few that I couldn't think of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that happens to me a lot where, you know, if you asked me in a week, I could pro- possibly swap stuff out. I mean, but Michael Myers and... Pennywise are for sure always in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And even, I think, Norman Bates and Freddy are pretty much always in there. So kind of that last one that can swap in and out. But I had a pretty decent list at first. How many many did you have that you had to narrow down? Probably about seven, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I I had about 10 to 12. (laughs) deleted them as I went because I was like, I don't even want to look back at it. (laughs) I just... I need to narrow this list. <laughs> yeah, just go with your first instinct. Just strike them yeah. out. Yeah, good, good point. But it seems like you had a lot more original, like, older yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of it's stuff I grew up on, so that, I think, you know, other than Get Out, I mean, the rest of these I, I grew up on. So, obviously, they're going to be the ones I remember first. Mm-hmm. Um I think most of mine on my list were like 80s. I mean, you know, obviously I had Jason um, and Chucky. I had Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Chucky was still in the 80s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe early 90s, but I think it was the 80s. Um, Well, that was a good list. That 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 was was. a lot of fun. I think we did a good job. And hopefully, as, as first episodes go, this was intriguing and and people will come back and i have a whole list of other things i want to talk with people about and god you know what i really just hope is that we get to do a uh, favorite oscar dress countdown Ooh, that would be nice i just uh that would be hard covid no i just like are we even going to get to do it because of covid like uh, you know oh, okay yeah i thought you meant like oh like pre- all in all overall oh <laughs> We could do that. We could say, let's go back 20 years, and that, that's a good one. Okay. That'd be hard. Well, if we don't get to do a, a 2021 Oscars episode, then then I say we, we go for that. Still trying to get, still trying to want to go down there for your Oscar party. <laughs> yes. I, I just want to have a big Oscar party, and who knows what's happening with COVID and all that jazz. <laughs> I know. It seems like it's going to be a lot of streaming services and there are going to be nominations or straight to digital stuff <sighs> i know just no red carpet and no fancy oscar parties and it's no gonna be a zoom call beautiful gowns like i'm just like oh <laughs> maybe maybe uh, this time is the time that we throw a a best of oscar party just put together a, a video of all the best oscar moments and talk about our favorite gowns and favorite moments and favorite winners there we go relive history why not relive history it's 2020 i basically feel like we can do whatever we want top five best uh, best picture movies that we think (laughs) that is on my list of ideas actually well actually actually i narrowed it down to just 90s oscar winners but because i think you got to do it by decade i think there's too many I don't know that I could narrow down a top five of all-time Oscar best pictures. I guess credits look at things differently because it's film. Yeah. Well, and you got to make sure you're just snooty enough about it to 
not let in any horror movies, jerks. Although actually that's not true because Get Out won won some Oscars. So yeah, finally, it's horror is always everything. so overlooked. Because it seems like nowadays there's no originality. Yeah. There's no originality. It's all the same. Or remake. Everything's a remake, yep. Or exorcisms. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's what gets me with horror. It's like, I don't mind it. I just want originality. Now, I know yeah. it was on my list. Or not it, but Pennywise. But, and I said I like, was it Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I See, I told you there's too many of them. But I know I liked him better. And that was a remake, but Yeah. I think Bill did a great job at taking Pennywise's role and making it in himself. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. I'm trying to think who is my favorite Scarsguard. Who's your favorite Scarsguard? Probably I... their dad. Oh yeah, because he's so He's such a good bad guy. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. I just think I like his his like he's especially in um what was it? Um oh I was gonna say Thor too, because I can't think of the which Thor it was. It wasn't Ragnarok, but oh the Dark Age. Just because he was oh. this crazy scientist man. Oh, but I, I really can't think that. of anything with him like beyond Thor. Are we thinking of the same guy? Is it, uh, what's it? Stellan? Is that his name? Are is we he, thinking it, of the same guy? Is he the guy that was in uh, Mamma Mia and um, uh, Glass yes. House? Okay. Goodwill Hunting. Yes, Goodwill Hunting. Okay, yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just I haven't seen that Thor movie. Um, I think I like Alexander Skarsgård the best. I mean, True Blood, and then he was on Big Little Lies. Ugh. He's so never seen those. He's so freaking hot, and then in Big Little Lies, he's just this monster. Well, then they're TV shows, so um, but yeah, he's. I think Bill kind of got the short end of the stick on um hotness, but that's okay. Um, but I mean, he his breakout role seemed like it was like it was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know he's done a lot of stuff, but that's. That's his iconic role. Yeah. Where his goofy eyes and stuff, you know, help out for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on with me. And I know we're definitely going to do a lot more of these together. So I'm excited about that. Well, thanks for having me. You're going to be a regular. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though we have different opinions. Yes. No, that just reminded me of Hairspray. When um, Tracy gets on the show and they're like, she's going to be a regular. And the mom's like, imagine that. My little girl, regular. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. It's late and I've had too much wine. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. And again, Matthew, thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate all your help. Definitely have to give you a huge thanks. You have helped motivate me and given me the jumpstart of confidence that I could even do this. A podcast is something I've been toying with for a while, but I've just never really decided to actually do it. But Matthew definitely helped push me along, helped me with ideas. You practiced with me, and of course, you were my first guest, so I couldn't have done it without you. There are a bunch of other people I have to say thank you to. Fellow podcasters, The Overlook and Midwest Horror Co., Tim, Dave, Joey, and Christian, thank you guys so much for having me on your show so I could 
get my feet wet before I jumped in. And definitely thanks for sharing insider tips and tricks. I could not have done it without you guys. If you have not checked out the Overlook and Midwest Horror Co., you should definitely do that. The Overlook has everything Stephen King, and Midwest Horror Co. has everything horror. These guys are great and lots of fun to listen to. I also want to give a big thanks to Kenzie for help bringing my visual ideas to life with the amazing logo. You did a great job, and I'm super excited about it. Also, a huge thanks to everyone who has listened to me, who's let me bounce ideas off them, um, who's helped me make decisions about all the different things from artwork to music to just what to talk about. Special thanks to my husband, George, and also to Michael, Casey, Megan, Matthew, and everyone else who has cheered me on. I love you all. I appreciate you, and I am so excited about this new journey. And until next time, when life gets tough, just keep sipping.